Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Please take your seats. School is now in session. Welcome to Homeschool Podcast. Homeschool. The Homeschool Podcast. Why? Because it was homeschool. It's time to document the journey. Hello again, beautiful people, and welcome back to Homeschool Podcast. This is Augustino Zoida, the host of Homeschool Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode, or if you're checking us out for the first time. Either way, we appreciate it because we know you have a lot of options out there when it comes to podcasts. So it means the world to us that you're here. And uh, today's subject, we're talking about um, stand-up comedy jokes, which, surprisingly enough... We don't talk about a lot out here on Homeschool Podcast, even though um, I'm a stand-up comedian. I have a lot of comedian guests on here, and uh, you know it's very stand-up comedy world-driven. But uh, you know we talk about all kinds of things. We have guests on that share stories. We talk about you know writing jokes. We talk about uh, experiences, road motivation, but not just stand-up comedians. Uh, you know, welcome to the Homeschool Podcast, everybody, because what we do here, and a lot of people, you know. I realize that the, the the show's name can be misleading. So just to clarify, you know, what we're doing here is, look, I'm a stand-up comedian. I was also homeschooled as a child, all right? So that's why it's called Homeschool Podcast. But because I'm a stand-up comedian, it is uh, the whole podcast is dedicated to my upbringing, childhood, being homeschooled, and having to be to, – ha- having to – deal with the cards you're dealt or dealing with the tools that you're given you know being homeschooled and then taking off with it and and or also a self-education you know as a stand-up comedian we self-teach ourselves there's no university for stand-up comics you know we're not going to clown school it's uh i mean the best university for stand-up comics is getting on stage the stage is a stand is 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 your classroom and you know if you can get in early on when you're starting out stand-up you should get in at a comedy club you know uh to be a part of something and that's like should be your university whatever you got to do for stage time you know if you can work there but we've had to learn we've had to teach ourselves how to podcast how to edit uh be an audio engineer, how to write, how to make a website. Uh, you know, if, if you're a musician, a painter, any type of entrepreneur, entrepreneur, you know, any, any type of self employed, you know, self starter business, self help, self motivation, not necessarily for money driven, but just following your dreams driven everything you've had to do on your own. 
So so that's really the meaning of the name of homeschool podcast is you know we're we're homeschooled. I was homeschooled and I've taught myself to do everything. I've learned a lot of great things along the way from great stand-up comics and from working in clubs and uh, just an education that you can only get from hands-on, but also like you do all this from being self-taught. Now, with that being said, today's subject is jokes specifically, which is something we don't really do here, all right? But I want to talk about it because uh, for two reasons. Number one, I just recorded an album and I'm trying to write new material, so that uh, if you come see me live, you're not going to get the same shit that's going to be on the album that's about to come out. And the other reason being is that Reels is really popular right now. First, TikTok made it popular. Then Instagram, you know, got really popular with Reels. And then, uh, you know, now stand-up comedy is big with Reels. Stand-up comedy Reels, posting them on online, Instagram. Um, so we're going to talk about those two things. But before we begin, I would like to... Uh, let everybody know that I will be at, uh, where am I going to be? Uh, oh, okay. Here's what I got coming up for you. So by the way, I, I'm doing a couple of local gigs here. I don't, I don't, I don't work that much in LA. I've been on the road a lot, but when I am in town, I, um, you know, I'll let you guys know if I'm, I'm just doing spots, you know, in LA, we're going to see me headline nowhere. Um, they don't really do that here, but you, I, I got some spots in, in, in Encino, uh, North Hollywood. So check the website for tickets. But here's what I got coming up. August 31st through September 4th, I will be in Little Rock, Arkansas. Again, August 31st through September 4th. It's at the Looney Bin in Little Rock, Arkansas. And then after that, I'm coming to Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska on uh, September 15th. And then uh, Lincoln, Nebraska on September 16th. Tickets are already starting to move. So, uh, guys, everything is at homeschooledpod.com. Home schooledpod.com also works if you go to augustinocomedian.com either way you're clicking tour and there's all my upcoming tour dates with links to buy tickets also um, in october i'm going to massachusetts so i got one date in worcester massachusetts followed by the following day i'm doing foxborough at gillette stadium i'm super excited so tickets are on sale so go to homeschooledpod.com click on tour now, let's get into the show. Not right. I want to tear off uh, really quick. I want to turn off that. I want to change my background here, I, which I always forget how to do it. So, those of you listening to this podcast, I know that uh, <laughs> you're hearing all this right now, but um, I want to. Uh, change my background so those of you watching on youtube watching this video this is all going to be edited out so if you guys don't want this bullshit i you should you should be following me on instagram excuse me on on, on youtube already uh let's see i can't figure this shit out i absolutely fucking hate zoom lately it, it, it's just the worst i mean they you know with kicking you off after 45 minutes my audio doesn't work 99% of the time, like unless I unplug the headphones. And then when I need to change my wallpaper, it's not right fucking there. Like, why do I gotta like fucking, like, like I gotta like stop the video I'm in the middle of doing to fucking change my wallpaper. Like, why isn't it right there? 
I get pissed at this type of shit all the time. Like, I swear, like, I don't know if it's stand-up comedy, but if you guys were, if you, if, if, if it would be something, it would be something that should be recorded live and just hear me rant on shit all day. Um, even though my wife gets to hear it all day and she, uh, <laughs> she, I don't think that she's too happy. Like, I'll rant, I'll rant about shit like this, about like, like things that are supposed to be smart technology. Why is it not smart technology? You're not smart at all. It's fucking stupid. Like you guys, you guys ever hear of a focus group? Have you ever heard of a fucking focus group? Does nobody do focus groups no more? You just take your so-called genius and design all this shit, and you never once did a focus group and fucking asked the consumer, was it easy to use? Have you ever tried to use it yourself? This is the type of shit that I complain about. Number one, Zoom. If I want to change the wallpaper, I want it right there on the bottom. You got... Here's what you got on the bottom. You got security. You got participants. I don't need to know how many fucking participants are in here. You, you think I got 20,000 participants that I need to keep track? At most, you got two, five. If you're in a big business meeting, maybe you got 10. Why do I need to know? You got, okay, the chat, that should be there. Share screen, sure. That's a nice place for it to be. Um, Stop record, pause record. Why do I need it down there when I got it twice up on the top left screen? Then you got restriction. What the fuck? That should that should be in where I have to go find settings restrictions. Why is the bottom not change the background? Why is the bottom not fucking uh you know you know make my audio switch from headset on to headset off? Why do I have to go in the deep settings for this shit? And another thing I fucking complain about is uh. I complain all the time about the, the 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 smart TVs. They're supposed to be smart TVs, and they're fucking dumb. Why do I gotta go like look for the Netflix icon like miles down? When I turn on my TV, the first apps that are there should be the ones I use the most often. And if you're a smart TV, you should know the apps that I'm using most often by most recently viewed. Why is it not most recently viewed? It's like all the way on the bottom. No, I don't want to fucking dig down there. Right there in the fucking front. I use Netflix. I use HBO. And that's it. Like the most. And then I use Sling. It should be in that order on top. Everything else I got to go digging for. Why the fuck are people so fucking stupid? It's like, uh, it's like, it's like fucking, uh, Elon Musk and, and, and the fucking Tesla. Did you see the new Tesla feature is that the doors open without you having to pull the handle, but in order for it to do that, you got to put it on top of your head, your hands on top of your head like this, as if you're under arrest when you're getting to your car. I don't know about you, but when I would like the door to open and not have to use my hands, it's usually because my hands aren't free. That's why I want the door to open for me because my hands aren't free to fucking open it myself. So why would I be putting my hands on my head if I'm holding groceries, two coffee cups? You fucking idiot. All right. Anyway, that was my rant of the week there. And uh, I still didn't figure out how to change the fucking wallpaper, which I'm sure, you know, it takes 10 seconds to do if I just Googled how do you do it because I know I've done it before, but I just don't remember. Because every time I want to go do it, I got to go find how to do it. And right now I'm trying to do a podcast. And I didn't plan on doing any of this or talking about any of this with you guys. But you know what? Uh, I had a good rant that I needed to fucking rant on. All the dumb things that people need to fucking do. Smart and make your life easier. And you got a bunch of fucking dumb assholes that don't know how to use it. How to fucking create anything. Oh yeah, we're smart. We made this technology. Well, apparently you never used it. All right. I guess this is going to be my wallpaper for the day.
<clears throat> but it's good to have a little rant. It's good to have a little rant. I usually find some of my best material in there. Um, all right. Let's just get into the episode. Speaking of which, <laughs> to, of, uh, of uh, material, I wanted to do this episode like two weeks ago. So by the way, I apologize. Last week, I didn't release an episode. Usually, I like to do one a week, but it, it was just crazy. Plus, uh, you guys got a bunch of uh, content for me. I don't want to overstate my welcome for one week. Get a bunch of content for me. I released new episodes on Instagram for my movie reviews, including and, and on YouTube also. You got a couple homeschool podcasts released on YouTube. So uh, you guys can get these sometimes a little bit uh, quicker, actually, believe it or not. If you go and uh, I, I need some love on YouTube, so they're there. So you guys, there's enough content of me last week. But anyway, two weeks ago, I wanted to do this episode. But then I had uh, a guest on to talk about the Titanic thing, so I didn't end up doing it. But two weeks ago, when I did Dallas, I was performing in Dallas, and it was the first like weekend that I was trying this one new joke. Okay, now I'm not going to tell you what the joke is, but uh, it don't matter. So it was a new joke that I knew could be good. I knew that it had some legs, that it could ha- had potential to be a great bit. And I was working it here and there. But Dallas was the first weekend that I decided to bust it out. And where it just so happens to fit in my current set list is kind of towards the beginning. And uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about this because I want I wanted to do this this you know joke episode two weeks ago. Right after Dallas, because the bit is killing. It's fucking going great. It is getting an applause break. It's one of those bits that get that just gets applause breaks. Guys, I did, when I was in Dallas, I did six shows, I think it was. Let me see. Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. Yeah, I did six shows in Dallas, okay? And <laughs> six of them, that joke got an applause break, all right? I was, I was, I was going to be cute and say seven of them, but anyway, let's, let's be, I'm being honest with you guys. Six of them got applause breaks. Now, where it is in the set list is so early on in my set that it's getting me an applause break within the first three to five minutes that I'm on stage, which, uh, this is a part of the reason I wanted to talk about joke writing. So I want to talk about jokes because I've noticed that a lot of, up-and-coming stand-up comics that are great you know maybe they they got a few years under their belt but there's a lot of things about jokes that they don't know like basics basics i don't know if this is because i've i've been around you know great professional comics great joke writers for so long and i've learned it all i i don't know but there seems like basics that a lot of today's up-and-coming comics just don't know about like you know where to put jokes so but just to just to wrap up this one thought on the new joke that was getting a standing not a standing ovation whoa take it easy was getting an applause break every single time so now really quickly for those of you listening that are not stand-up comics and you don't know the terminology uh i'm sure you can probably figure out what an applause break is i'm sure if you're if you're a musician it's probably the same thing so it's uh you know not necessarily 
laughter, although the bit is getting laughter throughout of it. But by the end of it, it gets an applause break because the audience is just either impressed by it or really, really agree with it or it's really, really smart. So um, now most of the time when you have a bit that is getting you an applause break like 90% of the time, most of the time that bit doesn't happen to fit early on in your set. It just doesn't. Like when you're lucky enough to find a bit that just works like 100% of the time and 90% of the time gets an applause break, those are rare bits and they usually don't fit at the beginning of your set. They usually will be towards the end or the back end of your set or like, you know, middle to end because of the nature of stand-up, because of the nature of writing and where and joke placement and where to put stuff in your set. This is what I'm talking about with comics not knowing where to put certain jokes. Like that joke should go here, that joke should go there. Um, And the reason that it's usually not in the beginning is because for something that gets like, you know, if you're getting applause breaks, it's because you've won the audience trust by this point. So, So that means that you've already done several minutes of, you know, good material killing of funny stuff. So now you can, you know, so you've gained their trust, you've gained their confidence and, you know, you've let them know who you are in the short amount of time that you're on stage they got to know you like there's so many factors and not to mention like they have to be loosened up to you that's why you have openers that's why you have openers like you know i hate when i'm doing when i'm headlining and people don't realize the importance of the opener the opener is not to fill time the opener is to warm the crowd and often i'll go up and i the crowd i have to warm them because they're still cold because the opener didn't do the job or You know, uh, you know the opener is doing their job, but even still, you're a new person that's about to do an hour in front of them. They're not going to give up that ass that quick and easy, okay? But this particular joke is like 90% of the time getting applause breaks. But that particular weekend in Dallas, it was 100% of the time getting applause breaks. And it's so early on in the set that comics were telling me, like, dude, how are you getting applause breaks? In the first three minutes that you're on stage, I don't even know if they were listening to the bit. Some of them did later on. They finally did over the weekend, but I don't even know if some were listening to the bit. But in the green room, they were telling me, like, how is your, how is this bit getting an applause break? Fucking three minutes on stage. It's just like, it's just like kind of hard, unheard of. So that's why I wanted to talk. Look at this shit here. Now I'm trying to do a fucking podcast with you guys, and then I get a little pop up from my Mac that says there's a new software update and then Zoom has a little fucking panic attack and doesn't know what to do. Oh my god, a new software update for Mac and then it fucking goes all retarded and then it gives me all these pop-ups. Do you want to put your password? Get the fuck out of here. Anyway. So, joke placement is is key here, everybody. Joke placement. So, for example, like I mentioned earlier, you guys I riffing and on on shit and and you know when i rant on stuff like get mad at zoom and technology and stuff like that now none of that was really funny that's just fucking truth um but i do get my best bits from stuff like that from energy like that from complaining about things but however let's just say i walked up on stage and i just started ranting on that shit no you can't do that the audience doesn't like trust you yet that it's going to go somewhere great like you just can't do stuff like that you know so it's just it's very hard to to get something like that early on in your set and 
where this joke happens to fit into my set is towards the beginning. So it just works out. And um, I was all excited to do this episode with you guys two weeks ago to tell you about that. Not to brag, but yeah, kind of to brag about it, but also to tell you the importance of joke placement. But it wasn't just to, you know, not to brag. It's uh, it, it's the fucking importance, you know. But then the following weekend, I was in San Francisco I did four shows in San Francisco and I didn't get a chance to do this episode with you guys. <laughs> and then the joke was not getting an applause break. It was doing okay, which was weird because it was killing everywhere. Every show in Dallas, hundred percent applause break. But in San Francisco, it just like wasn't, it was fine. It just wasn't hitting hard. And I mean, there's, there was many different factors though. There was, things to take into consideration i was doing the tinfoil hat show so um the first show was like a regular stand-up comedy show i was featuring and i think you know um oh and then and then the late show was you know tinfoil hat comedy so that one's like everybody's coming out to basically hear sam Tripoli and eddie bravo talk conspiracies like this is who who's there you know um so this bit was it was working but it wasn't clicking and then also i i think that like san francisco is like a little um oversensitive stuff and the bit kind of does i suppose put people down which the best bits do man but anyway went great and by the way in san francisco i've never seen so many people this is another reason i want to talk about jokes with you guys i've never seen so many people in my in my entire 13 years of doing stand-up comedy go from the people from the first show going to the second show too I've seen it here and there. It's usually like a table or two. Sometimes, rarely, will like someone from the first show buy tickets for the second show and go again. And it, it, it happens, but then you go like, you know, like, ah, oh, shit, I, like, it gets in your head a little bit. Like, I got to do all new material. But it's like, you don't really. You don't. Don't think that. Like, don't jip an entire audience out of great material because you're worried about the two people that heard it already, okay? Um which is like normally what I would say to focus on. Maybe if you want to throw one new thing in for them, that's great. Kudos to you. Bon- you get extra brownie points there, bonus points. But um, this particular, guys, I never in my 13 years of doing stand-up, I've seen so many people. I mean, we're talking about almost the same amount of people. <laughs> and I think that it's, uh, it was because it was advertised as the early show is traditional stand-up comedy show you know, me featuring headlining Sam Tripoli. And then the late show was like tint advertises tinfoil hat comedy. So Eddie and Bravo, I mean, Eddie Bravo and Sam Tripoli went up there together to talk conspiracies. Um, so everybody kind of wanted to see both. And then the Saturday late show guys, it was probably 90% of the people were, for, were at the early show. So, um, on that one, when it was Friday, my Friday late show wasn't that hot because I didn't realize how many people were there from the early show. I, I, I saw that some were there from the early show, but I stuck with my guns of like, so what? There was a lot of people here who weren't. I'm going to do, I did like two new things, but mostly it was the same set. But then I go Saturday night, I go, I'm not making that mistake again. I did a completely different set Saturday late show than I did Saturday early show. And it was great. I think it was my favorite set of the weekend just because I was able to do that. That's something nice too. You know, you get to a point where 
you have the material that you can do completely different sets. And obviously I can do that. I mean, I headline uh, the majority of the time that I work. So I have 45 to an hour. So it's not that I don't have the material. It's splitting it up into different sets. And then I was going like, I already did this one in the first show. So now what can I do? Because right now my hour and this is the, what I struggle with when I do L.A. sets because L.A. sets, you're just doing 15 minutes. But on the road, I'm doing an hour, which is fine because the way that I write, I can break everything up to, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 in, 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 the, in that order. But it's just a little bit difficult for your memory to remember the order, um, you know, do the joke in the right place. So that was all. That was all challenging, and but I pulled it off. I did it. I just completely did a completely different set. So that's great, guys. Always be building your set. I'm not telling you to rush and have a longer set. Oh, have as much material as you... Don't rush. Like, make sure it's good quality, but that is a luxury that I... That, you know, I've worked hard for, for many, many years, and right now I do have over an hour of material. So when I go to, you know a spot in LA and they're like, Hey, can you do 10 minutes? Yes, I can. It's just, it's a lot of re-editing. Like I can do 10, but my opener is going to go into a different bit. So I just have to figure out how to transition to the other one, which is going to be the closer. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of editing, everybody. It's a lot of editing on stage. And, but I just think it was funny that I was excited to tell you guys that about after Dallas. And then the following weekend, the bit wasn't doing that well in San Francisco, but either way, here we are, and I still want to talk to you guys about jokes, and those are their, those things that, those basics about jokes that a lot of up-and-coming comics, they don't realize, like the basics, guys. So besides joke placement, let's go over some more of them. Like another one is um, the rule of three. I don't know when or how this went out the window, but the rule of three. It's going to be difficult for me to explain what that is, but if you know it, you know it. Like when you're giving um examples as punchlines, there should be 3 max. I'm not saying there must be 3. I think that used to kind of be the rule of 3, but I think now the rule is max 3 because I'm fine if you get only 2. And it's hard for me to think of like an example for you guys, but if you know joke telling or joke writing at all, you'll have things be in threes it, when you tell a joke, like your the scenario, you know, the setup, and then the punchline. If if it's an example or or scenario, it has to be three different kinds. You can get three different punchlines out of it. Rule of three: I don't need you to have four. And another reason I can't explain it because it just falls under so many things, the rule of threes. It can be like, even when you're doing something that's repetitive, you know, again, I can't think of an exact example right now, but you've seen comics on stage when they say things in a row, repetitiveness, like, you know, you ever see somebody go like, do it, do it, do it, or, or I don't know, whatever examples it can be, it should be three. If you're going, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, it's annoying. I don't want four. Three's the tops. Do it, do it, two, one. And I know do it is a bad example, but it's just, you know, anything. You hear stuff like that. Guys that they hear something got to laugh 
and they'll just say it over and over and over again. But the rule is three is the max, okay? Like I, you don't want to come across as repetitive and annoying. Also, um, people don't know the difference between the different types of jokes. You know, you got one-liner jokes, which is set up punch, set up punch. It's a line for a line, and then you've got uh, if you're a one-liner comic, you can do set up punch punch set up punch 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 with the with the goal being only one setup line and then several punches it should always be one punch one one uh setup for every punch not one punch for every setup okay so i don't if if you got like setup punch setup punch setup punch that's three jokes if you got setup punch 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 that's one joke with three punch lines okay um, and then you have bits. People, comics that they use bit. Oh, that's a funny bit, dude. Comics just throw that word around. They have no idea what a bit means. A bit is one thing that consists of three parts. That's a bit. So if you have a joke about one thing but it has three parts to it, that's a bit. People don't know this stuff. So, um, you know, where to put things. In, joke placement is, is is everything you know you're not going to do your rants up front you're not going to do your stories up front you're not going to go super 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 dirty up front um for me i like to do stories at the end because it slows down the energy and i want high energy up front um the first joke should always be something that gets a laugh quick within the first 30 seconds we want a punchline otherwise the audience will eventually lose faith on you so by the time you give them a joke no matter how brilliant it is they've already lost faith in you so open with something that gets laughs right away um whatever joke gets to a punchline within the first 30 seconds that's your opener also you should consider your openers and your to be something that everyone can relate to more like observational stuff um stuff that you know everyday stuff relationship stuff you know stuff that everybody can relate to and then go into family stuff deeper stuff you know what i mean more bits you know so it should be like one-liners bits stories then if you're hosting it's a whole nother animal but i just think that it's important for the for you guys to know this it's a lot to go into i could probably talk about it for weeks and still wouldn't cover it all but if anybody has any questions or anything i encourage you to contact me and ask me about it I'm not saying I'm the know-all of fucking stand-up and the God's gift to writing structure. Not even a little bit, guys. But I have a lot to offer. I, I, I'm fortunate enough to have had an education that most people don't get by touring and opening for some great, brilliant comics. So stuff that you couldn't learn unless you did things like that. So hit me up, Instagram, Twitter, Message me on Facebook um, or go to homeschoolpod.com. Click on contact and those will get emailed right to me. Besides that, um, all right, so let's talk about the next thing I said to you guys I wanted to talk about. Reels. Sorry, I'm going to turn my little flashlight off here. I apologize, guys. I'm a mess today. My fucking wallpaper, I don't know how to make it work. My phone's going off. I'm getting all kinds of alerts. Technology's bothering me and it's fucking hot. It, 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 it's 100 degrees today in uh, in Los Angeles, and uh, it's just like nighttime now, and it's still. In, I'm 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 recording in the garage dungeon slash podcast studio slash my gym. It, it's just it's it's still like 100 degrees in here. I got the little fan on over there, but anyway, 
my nose is all itchy and stuff. So this is stuff that you'll miss out if you're not subscribed on YouTube. You got me fucking rubbing my nose and fixing my hair and shit like that. Anyway. Now let's talk about reels. As I was saying in the beginning of the episode, um, reels on Instagram has become wildly popular. Wildly popular. You know, it's the, I think that, you know, it's it's Instagram's answer to TikTok. And I think it's great. I think it works really well. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, personally, I found it more fun and better when it was shorter. Not that it's better for the craft, for whatever art you're trying to put out. So I guess it's good that they have added the more time. In some ways, that's good. But what I'm saying is I found that there were more numbers. The numbers were higher when you were doing short ones. But that's why I still do some short ones. Even though you can do a minute long or whatever now, uh, I still do short ones. But as soon as like Instagram was trying to compete with TikTok... It was easy to see which ones would get you numbers. So I kind of saw like the little tricks like that. So, you know, certain stand-up comics realize that when you release reels, you can reach more people's eyes with those, okay? So then, you know, there's I was doing pretty well with it too. Like uh, you know, and, and then I had like the the roasts on Friday, which I still do sometimes and and um you know, I'll do the Friday roast. Some of those got 30,000 views. Some of my stand-up clips, like, you know, and then what's great about them is that sometimes they'll, you know, have great numbers and then they'll kind of stop for a while. And then, like, all of a sudden, for no reason, like a month later, it'll start trending again because someone found it and they shared it and then the snowball, you know. Uh, so so it's going good. And, and so, so here's the thing. Here's what I'm trying to get at. Now that a lot of people have caught on, a lot of comedians have caught on, that reels get you a lot of views. Even if it's like low numbers in general, it's more than what you were getting before. Okay? So, but it's now created a problem. There is now an overflow of stand up comedy reels on Instagram. Fine. But it's a lot of comics that aren't ready yet to be releasing themselves. Now, I ain't trying to shit on nobody and say that you can't do whatever the fuck you want or that your art should not be viewed by the public. That is a fucked up thing to say. But I would like to say that if you just started stand-up comedy, you don't want to go down to the comedy store and audition when you only got a week under your belt. It happens a lot. Guys, I worked at a comedy club, and I would see herds of comics come to right to the comedy club. As soon as they moved to L.A., they would move to L.A. and go right to the comedy club. And, you know, I want a showcase for your booker. No, you don't. No, you don't. You started stand-up yesterday. You do not want a showcase for the booker. You do not want a showcase for the club. You can sign up for their open mic, let them watch you grow, but you do not want a booker to watch you showcase because if you're showcasing the booker thinks well then they must be do they you know they they think in their mind they're ready so they're judging you like a showcase they're not judging you like a newcomer and then one day a couple years later when you got some good chops 
they ain't even going to let you showcase anymore because they were like, ah, I saw that guy before. He's awful. So this th- this is just an example. So I encourage all artists always to do whatever they want. Whatever Your art is your art. And I think if people are enjoying your art, you you are successful. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about if the public is is viewing and enjoying the art that you created, you are living the dream already. Okay? Now with that being said, I don't if this is the long haul for you as a career, I don't want you guys to be showing people stuff to when you're not ready yet. Okay, so that's one thing I've noticed wrong with reels is that everybody has seen that they will get you better numbers, that you'll do good numbers. But you guys are now flooding Instagram with stand-up comedy. Flooding it. And now, majority of it is not good. It's bad. So now everybody's reels, stand-up reels are doing less numbers because it's not a rarity anymore. Guys are putting up a minute-long bit on reels. Reels do well. Like, you have to kind of have, like, common sense of which one's going to be a good reel. Like, I got solid bits. Not all of them are good reels. I'm going to give you guys ones that I think would trend in today's society. Like, this is a quick watch that someone would send to their friends something that people would relate to and go like oh my friend does that all the time so let me send it to them things like that but you guys have you'll see comics just putting all their jokes up doesn't matter if it's a minute minute and a half doesn't matter you know they didn't edit out the 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 fat you ever hear comics say cut the fat they're talking about joke writing cut the fat means you got a good bit there there's just so much words in there that you don't need and it's making your laugh slow down you know it's taking longer to get to your laugh cut the fat so these guys aren't even aren't even editing out down their video of their ums and ahs and pauses to the you know and not only that but it's just not good it's not it's not good stand-up now i'm not here to shit on anybody's fucking dreams and i'm not here to shit on anybody's art i'm not you know pointing any fingers at anyone in particular i'm saying guys reels are now flooded with stand-up comedy and now it's all fucking bad you have guys that have been doing stand-up one year and they weren't even doing it consistently they're counting like a pandemic year where they did like a bunch of zoom shows and a couple open mics you know like it's just you don't post stuff that isn't finished yet so i mean do whatever the fuck you want but i am saying that it's ruining reels for decent comics who were trying to sell tickets <laughs> you know so so there's that i've noticed just a lot of amateur material out there and it's kind of it's going to ruin it like stand-up was doing great on instagram because of reels and this is going to ruin it now the other thing that i'll say about reels is uh <clears throat> besides all that now you've got way too many stand-up reels that are all crowd work. All comics doing improv. Now this one, I'm not pointing fingers at the amateurs. This time I'm pointing fingers at the professionals. 
because I understand it. Professionals want to get their stuff on Instagram Reels too because they see how well it's doing. But professionals don't want to release their good material. Okay? These guys know they have solid bits. They work for a living. They tour for a living. And they don't want you to come out to the show and you already heard all these bits. So I've noticed a lot of professional comics who are putting out reels are putting out crowd work and improv reels. This is also, this is fine. This is great. I get it. I get it. You don't want to burn your good material. You don't want to give it away for free online. I gotcha. I would do the same thing. Some of the stuff I've been putting out is a bit that I don't plan on doing anymore. Okay? That too. But this is also going to ruin reels, stand-up comedy reels. Because now you're creating a culture where all the good comedy that people are seeing on reels is all crowd work. And it's great because they're professional comics and they're fucking good. They're funny. But it's all crowd work. So now you're going to have a whole generation of people that are going to start going to live comedy. And they're going to think it's okay, funny, or cute to talk at a comedy show. Like most people already do. A lot of people already think it might be funny or cute to talk at a comedy. You, you won't believe how many people still don't understand that comics don't like it. You won't believe that how many people still never saw the Heckler documentaries. There's still people that think... You know, it's funny to talk or yell out something during the show. But now, this is reinforcing it even more. Because the amateurs are releasing actual stand-up bits that aren't good. So that when the masses find a good comic, the only thing they have is them doing crowd work. And then they're going to go to the show, this guy's funny. And they're going to go talk during the comedy show because they think that's funny they think that's cute they want to be in your next reel i saw you do it online and it was made it it made it a better show it doesn't make it a better show but so but i like i said i understand the reason for it it's because you don't want to burn your good material for free online i got it but guys this is why it's so important to constantly be writing new material The up-and-comer, you should be writing new material and perfecting those those old ones. The professional, we should always be writing new material. Because if you get something good, but you want to post it online, if you're constantly writing, you got tons of stuff when they come see you live. Or, sometimes you come up with a great bit that's not going to be around for a while. Maybe it's a little topical. It's only going to be funny for a couple of months. Post it up on Reels. This is why you should always constantly be writing for long-term bits, short-term bits, old bits that you can make better. I to to the to the up-and-comers. I ain't talking shit about you saying you ain't funny. I'm saying you ain't ready. Okay. I ain't mad at you. I've been through it. And I still have bits that aren't ready for the public to hear. And sometimes I try and I try and I try. And they just won't work. I don't get rid of them. But they'll sit in you know, my back pocket. Sometimes for months, years. Until one day 
it, I'll come up with another bit where it just goes right into it perfect and it just works one day, you know? So, all of us as artists constantly keep writing, creating, progressing, leveling up. And that's the message for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry about the rant a little earlier. I get a little pissed off. And um, and that's it. I hope to see you guys at one of the upcoming shows. Like I said, this weekend, Saturday, I'm in the Valley. I got Encino in North Hollywood. So um, just doing spots there. So uh, you can get uh, you can you can find out info on my website, Augustino Comedian or HomeschoolPod.com. But besides that, I hope to see you in Little Rock, Arkansas, at the Looney Bin. That's gonna be August 31st through September 4th, and then after that, I got Omaha, Nebraska, September 15th, and then September 16th, I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska, and then tickets will go on very soon for October. I'm going to Massachusetts. All of this is at homeschooledpod.com. And to make sure you're up to date on all my upcoming tours and things that I got going on and new shows like the Movie Stash, my my, uh, comical movie review show, which is great and I'm really proud of it, make sure you're following me on social media across the board and make sure that you are subscribed to YouTube because I really need the support there. Um, The links will all be in the description here. And that's it, everybody. I hope that you have a fantastic week. I'll see you guys soon. I'm Augustino Zoida, the host of Homeschool Podcast. Please continue to come back here where we continue to document the journey. And don't forget that only love can save the world. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.